for what it's worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fan. Do you know why all the dinosaurs died? It's simple, it's because of your hosts, Ruin Tugs. <laughs> you killed all the dinosaurs. No, you killed all of them. What are you, you talking about? You both did. Be quiet. <laughs> this is Season 2, Episode 17, Lights, Camera, Fursuit, Media, and the Furry Fandom. Today we are talking about that, media in the fandom. The media. But before we talk about the media, which is not this podcast, but everyone else outside of the fandom, we have the weekly recap, starting with Rue. What did you do this week? Well, I did Amazing House Party. I had like 20 furs that showed up, including you. How did? What did you think of it? I was having one hell of an exhausting day. Yeah. And so I ended up just laying on your bed and half wow. sleeping. How is my bed? It's a bed. I just barely bought this new bed. And then someone so. broke the bed. Yeah, somebody did break my bed. Did you actually check? Did it break? Oh, I haven't checked. Oh. <laughs> no, it was fun. It was nice to see everyone. I got to eat at Witch Witch, and I like Witch Witch a lot. Witch Witch is really awesome. Next time you come down... Like, tell me, and I'll go there, because I, I don't like Five Guys. Well, I, the thing is, is, so I'm fat, right? No offense to people that love Five Guys out <laughs> no, there. No, Five Guys is good, but... They have is... really good grilled cheese sandwiches, but that, that's all that I like. Now, the, th- the thing is, is I've been feeling fat as of late, confession to the whole internet. Um, and so I've been trying to avoid getting everything deep fat fried. Um, and not that hamburgers are deep fat fried, but I had just between a hamburger and like a turkey sandwich. So I got a turkey sandwich. And it was good. But, Turkey uh, sandwiches are amazing. What else did you do? So I, well, I've been also playing Saints Row the Third. Are you because, playing? Are you playing the chain? Because of your um, husband that suggested it. <laughs> did you, Did you find the dildo? Yes. Can you really beat people with it? <laughs> yes, you can beat people with a gigantic purple dildo. That's. Can you change the color? I don't believe so. No, but you can also be like furries and the game itself and go around and steal cars and stuff like that. So it's Bad Fox. I know. It's Do you get awesome. Fox dollars? No, but we should have Fox dollars. Like somebody still needs to make Fox dollars for us. I don't know. They can send them to us. Uh, and well, next week I have planned for making a WWW. Do you Are know you what really that is? put this on the show? Like everyone is going to show up if you put this on the show. Whatever. It's wonderful waffle Wednesday. <laughs> I'm never going to type a web address the same again, you dick. <laughs> Anyways, what, are you, what have you been up to? Well, as you can tell, I am not sick anymore. Okay, that's a lie. I am I am a little sick. I still have a bit of a cough. You know um, what, Tugs? You're always a little bit sick. I know. My bronchitis is gone. I'm very happy about that. Bronchitis? Bronchitis. Bronchitis. Oh, that's gross. I'm imagining brack. Bronchitis. Oh, okay. Um, I finally cracked PlayStation All-Stars open. And that's pretty fun. That's pretty fun. Like it's it's deeper than Smash Brothers. Looks like it on the surface. I'm quite pleased with the purchase, especially since I got it on my Vita. Um, I've also continued to play Need for Speed. I have come back to it after my Seattle trip. Oh, I love it so much. So um, I can't wait until after this so that I can play um, PlayStation All Stars with you and once again beat you. <laughs> it's about fifty fifty. Um, and then I finished my Christmas shopping this week. This is the first year I actually bought my family gifts. I mean, that sounds like a horrible thing to say. What did you get me? Uh, I'm talking about the people who actually have the blood I have. Uh-huh. Um, I, I've, I've always wanted to get them gifts, but this year I actually had the funds to do it. I didn't go out and buy them gold bars, but I did buy everyone in the family at least one thing. So I was pretty happy about that. 
It's cool. He bought me a gold bar. Well, um, we have an announcement. We're not yes. really sure about this. We have a sticker shop on the website now. We've been super worried about it because we don't want you guys to think that we're trying to, what, whore ourselves out? Is that what? You always whore yourself out. Oh, thank um, you. No, the real reason is, is because how many times has a site launched that we all love and after about two weeks, the website goes really slow or it becomes popular. It doesn't go slow. You know, it's just they come to you and say, we want money. And the fact is, is Rue and I just don't really want to ever have to become commercial like that or become beggars like that because we do the show because it's our hobby and it's a labor of love. And we just don't want to come to people and say, give us money because it just seems honestly like something we don't want to do, right? I mean, we only have six listeners, so <laughs> yeah. we'd only get, what, six bucks? Right. I mean, and, and the thing is, is, I mean, if you come and, and see the studio, I mean, we have decent stuff and we are, we, we, it's our hobby, so we invest in it, but it would be nice at the same time if we could offset a little bit of the cost. So we decided, rather than just say, give us money, we would say, we'll give you something if you decide that you have extra cash and feel like parting with it. But it's not like if you don't donate, we're going to go away or anything. The show's always going to be free. We're not going to go to, like, for what it's worth, premium and, like, start charging for extra stuff like a lot of video game websites named IGN like to do and all that stuff. So... It's just a way for us to say, you know what, we're dropping, what, like 10 bucks to make a show or whatever. It's not really how much a show costs. And costs it would so much more than $10, yeah. dude. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends. But, but the thing is, is we're, not, we're, not, we're not hurting for it, but it would be nice just to kind of offset the cost. So if you have a few extra bucks, furries are poor, but if you have a few extra bucks, we have uh, commissioned a series of stickers. We've printed a f- um, one of them and we put it on I'm the I'm holding site. one right now. Tell them about it. It. It's basically, it says, in bed with a cookie. And it has a great big, huge um, lips on it. It's so. supposed to be kind of sexy. Yeah. In bed with a cookie. And these these are great. These can go on the back of your computer. They can go uh, on the back of your car for a bumper sticker or whatever. Yeah, they actually are printed on vinyl. Um, I don't know how they stand up to sun bleaching or anything like that. I don't know if they're waterproof, but vinyl is generally waterproof. Um, but they are they are labeled as bumper stickers. But it says for what it's worth on it, so... So you two can show off your nerdy pride, all six of you. <laughs> but if you want to buy them, if you decide that you have the extra cash and feel like being generous, that's cool. We love you. Go on the website. Um, we take credit card through PayPal. It's two bucks a sticker and then a dollar total, no matter how many stickers you get for shipping and handling. We only have one sticker up right now. And then we'll release more depending on what people want. Are we going to reveal any other stickers? Do we want to do one reveal? Not, not, the, not the crazy one. Oh, but that's the one that everybody wants. Okay. Okay. No, no, well, okay. Let's do it. Let's do the crazy one. But we're not going to have these until FC for sale. Okay. So let's just tell both of them. All right. Okay. So we also have a sticker that's chicken and waffles. Oh lordy! No. What? You, you, what? You messed it up again, dude. No, you you said it right. <laughs> it's loudy. Oh, chicken no. and waffles. Oh lordy! <laughs> and it says for what it's worth. <laughs> what? Am I saying it right now? Whatever. Anyways, Bucktown Tiger, that sticker is for you. And then we also have this lovely sticker that has a bone on it. And it two says, paw prints. Yeah, two paw prints. It says FWIW down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And it says, I love burying my bone. I'm sure every dog out there is going to love that. I know. Every dog lover. Yep. So... If you are interested in getting those st- stickers, find us for our live show, and uh, um, we can make arrangements to get that to you after the con when we are no longer in the state of California with their crazy tax laws, 
And that's that. But Check it out on the site. Yeah, we don't accept American Express because American Express is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and here comes the lawsuit. Okay. So. So I have a cookie. Woohoo. Like always. Let's see what we have in here today. It says, after the worst, great things will come in bed with a cookie. Great things will come. So after the worst. Three episodes in a row. What? He's getting x-rated in the sound booth again. I didn't do anything. Great things will come what? I was repeating what he said. Shut up. After the worst, great things will come in bed with a cookie. So what, <laughs> is, what, so what does this mean, Tugs? Please give us a scenario. Play-by-play action. No. Well, that's the cookie. It's very deep. We'll let you figure out the meaning for yourself. Okay. Well, we are going to start the main show now. So just stand by and you will hear something happen. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed your bathroom break. And now we're back to the main segment. That was like 10 seconds. <laughs> well, it was a quick bathroom break. Get on with it. So we have uh, our wonderful, wonderful guest. Oh. It's Sid. So Sid, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show. It's really much appreciated. It's my pleasure to be here. You know, you are always such a grateful person. Like, you just <laughs> always... I don't know. Oh, I love this group. I love you guys. You know, it's a, this is a this is a fun thing to be a part of. I really, I really, honestly do enjoy it a lot. So tell us a little bit about Yay. yourself. <laughs> Yay! I love the sound effects. Yeah, how Again, like the sound effects are now pandering to my my uh, spiel here. This is great. But um, I tried. Yeah, that was great. Thrilling. So tell us about yourself. What's what are you species wise? So I'm a stoat. It's a it's a little Weasley type thing. Um, it changes colors from brown to white in the winter. I thought so. Hondo stoats were always white, yeah. though. Uh, they might be. I don't know. I haven't done that much research, to be honest. Good. I'm ashamed good. to say. You're going to love the game. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, foreshadowing. Arctic <laughs> foxes do the same thing. That's true. Yay. Yay. Um. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's win. Fuck you. That's, that's win. Bunnies do the same thing, too. But I'm not a bunny. All right, all right. So all right. who cares? Stoat. Oh. <laughs> but uh, I'm Sid Stoat. I... I'm running the Utah convention called Western Anthro Rendezvous, Woo-hoo. and uh, I also do convention documentaries in the furry fandom, and uh, furries pretty much take up all of my spare time, what little there is. Um, Can you, are you fun. willing to tell them where you work? Because I love where you work. Yeah, yeah. I work at Krispy Kreme Donuts. Yes! We and need to have a fur meet at your restaurant or store. That would be fun. I wouldn't mind that. But we need to do it between 5 and 10. <laughs> Six and ten. <laughs> I actually, I have, I have beef with you, Tugs. What? Oh, yeah, we get, we need to talk. What did I do? At the, at, the, <laughs> nothing. at the Anime Bonsai uh, live show, at one point everybody was discussing uh, you know, where everybody works. I think you were listing some people that you knew who worked in different fields. and Oh, oh the furries are so diverse and they work at so many different places. And I shouted out, I make donuts for a living. And you looked at me and said, I hate you. <laughs> because I want the donuts. Because I want to eat them. I hate you for making me fatter. I can bring you donuts next time, but the reason I couldn't bring the reason I couldn't bring donuts this time is because I lied. I lied about uh, what I was gonna do. I, I I was supposed to work right now, but I instead I got off work and uh, 
when when Rue you tweeted me, you gave me a direct message. I got that at work. You asked me to be on the show, and I was so thrilled. And I went to my boss, and I was like, I need Friday off. And I didn't have a plan. And she goes, what, what, what's going on on Friday? And in an instant, <laughs> I decided for – at first, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to explain the idea of podcasting in the furry fandom and all this stuff to my boss. And uh, I, I decided, no, that's not a good idea. Maybe I should just think of something easier. What's the one thing that they have to let me out for? Like, they can't make me work. And Did you say that somebody died in your family? <laughs> Please tell me you did. I said I had to go to a funeral. Oh <laughs> and they asked, who is it? And I said, oh, it's a, a friend. Former coworker. Oh <laughs> like, I didn't have a plan at all. And in a moment of weakness, I lied to my boss. And I, I usually find untruths completely abhorrent. And I, I cannot stand them. But, you know, that's why I, I, I'm, I, I just had to be here. There was no option, so I, I went for the throat. I'm sorry. Oh. Hey, you know what? Dropped. You know what? He, I don't know. He sacrificed to come here. So. That's my excuse for not bringing donuts. I couldn't go into work and be like, oh, I need a dozen for my friend. Actually, for the funeral. For, for, my, for the funeral. <laughs> That's funeral. Yeah, we are serving them to Desserts. commemorate something. So now all your listeners are going to hate me right off the bat. That's a good first impression. Oh, you have <laughs> Well, thank you once again for being here. You know, so. I love it. This is a lot of fun already. So, the topic, of course, is media, and you obviously have a lot of experience in it. Yeah. So, before we get into that, what kinds of examples do you have where the media has either covered the fandom or visited the fandom, like at a con? Um, you know, and I be... have a list, so I'm checking. Okay. <laughs> you know, at I'm Anthrocon, at Anthrocon, they're always very much present. Yeah, isn't the, what is it, the ABC station? I don't know, all the stations. There's a station, come. like, right across the street, though. Is there? It? I don't know. I think there That's is. That's cool. Might be ABC. It's one of the better stations out there. But um, they're always present at Anthrocon, and, and a lot of people um, love getting in front of the big news cameras and uh, talking to the cameras and saying different things. And they're always interviewing Kagi, and KP's always running around with, you know, uh, media people who have, like, little voice recorders and... I, I saw him for about three hours uh, running around with the, with one uh, particular guy who was, you know, doing, it might have been a podcast. Who knows? They had headphones and a voice recorder. They were passing back and forth between him and, and KP. And, and they're ever-present at Anthrocon. That seems to be the most covered convention out there. What about, like, TV shows? Uh, you know, <laughs> there, that happens. It, it happened. We have Several things happen. So let's, we have let's a list. Talk yeah. about these. There, well, hold on, we got to start the last one because that is the one everyone thinks of. So. Okay. MTV. MTV. Sex Two K. Mm. Yeah, that Memories was like the first big one that I was aware of. Did, I don't gotcha. think was there one before that. I don't think so. I don't Not think that I know so. of. Yeah, that's like the the big one. And then we have CSI episodes. That's the big one to me. That's one I always hear about. Pathcon. Yeah, I watched that. It was hilarious. I watched I think, the episode. I think it's so funny. And I know that we've like talked about it like several times on this podcast. But it is hilarious. Like you should totally watch it. Don't get offended by it. I don't know. I it's have just my rights. it's so far off. What? I have my rights. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking my head off. Uh-oh. Yeah. That okay. that was bad. And I the thing I liked about you know, people have said this before, but the thing that I liked the most about that episode is if any of those fursuits showed up at a fur convention, they would be laughed out, <laughs> out of the con. They were really bad. I mean, just that alone was like, uh, so bad. There's so many terrible mascots out there. 
I mean, on, on that show, on that they're show. all really bad. They are. They're all the stock, you know, the pre-made, the prefab mascots. Maryland's. You know. Yeah, it's not good. Did you see the Nat Geo? Uh, I think it was Taboo. Uh, I think I saw part of it on YouTube. I, I yeah. watch these things for entertainment because, you know, I... They really are, though. They, they are entertainment. They, they, they crack me up. You know, I know what it's really like. I've been doing this for almost 10 years and a couple months. It'll be 10 really? years. From, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, and so, you know, I was around when the CSI episode dropped. I mean, when, that dropped like a bomb. People, people were like, oh, the fandom's shutting down. We can't ever be going public again. No more cons. We're going to call ourselves fuzzies from now on. We're not furries anymore. We're changing our name. <laughs> the, the CSI episode sent waves to the fandom, but it didn't change anything. It's just a... There were a couple I bet you gained like a whole bunch of people from that episode. Have. I actually know one guy that saw the, the MTV episode and he went, I don't think that. That's got to be bold. There's no way they, they do that. He researched it and ended up being a furry afterwards. <laughs> yeah. There are a few other ones I found in my thorough, thorough research. Ooh. Not really that thorough. Um, apparently there was a recent Russian talk show, and I don't, you probably saw this. I, um, I discovered that there's a furries in the media live journal group. There no is, idea. yeah, really? freemedia.livejournal.com. I'm gonna check that out. Um, and it was it was recent. They had a talk show, and one okay. I uh, this is nothing against Russia, but right, like sure. how much media do we see about Russia in the United States? Not much. Not much. And that was portrayed as a country where people aren't well off. And they, the communist party's in charge, and they eat potatoes and cabbage. Right? <laughs> they it's, supply the best fail videos, though. <laughs> well, they they do. The but the thing is, is I'm looking at this, and I was expecting like fursuits with holes in them. They mm. were like, I was like, whoa, these are like awesome fursuits. And they were like cool. totally serious and legit about it, and it was cool. I mean, and I didn't understand a word of what they were saying, mm-hmm. but you could tell it was legit. That's cool. <laughs> That's really cool. They also have let's see, BBC Animal Playhouse. No, no, just Animal House. Oh, Animal, animal Playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> animal Playhouse. Oh boy. Yeah, they claim that they started furries. Hmm. All I can say is Wisconsin, Texas. There it is. <laughs> God, I can't wait for that. That is a sticker eventually. It's got um, the other one that came to mind, and this is I've seen this personally, was is X Play, the soon to be retired forever X Play. Hmm. They always made fun of furries in a yeah. good way. It was tongue in cheek. Whenever sure. like a furry character game would come out, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, look the furries." I kind of like. <laughs> I should go see um, the X Play review of Saints Row the Third. I bet that they make fun of all the furries that are there or something. I haven't watched X Plane years. So. Oh well, whatever. Yeah, it is going away. Anyway, um, we talked about AC. I've seen media at FC. In fact, I have a story. Uh oh, I do. So oh, I, I'll yeah. grab it in a minute. And Corey was part of this way back what? in what? Way back. Just hold on. Way back in two thousand nine, um, uh, Scritch, who's been on the show before, he was holding a party. Um, and this was the year that he had taken his rig for the first time. He calls it his rig. It's basically PVC pipes. And he had decorated the room to look wall-to-ceiling like Care Bears. That's this Whoa. thing. Well, Penthouse Magazine had decided to masquerade at the con. And it's Saturday night, and they tried to get in. And Babs, who's an artist some people are familiar with. She lives in Toronto. Mm-hmm. She was there. She nailed them. Because they were wearing, like, masquerade. Like, you know, like where you hold them on the stick, New Orleans type uh-huh. thing? Yeah. Um, like a pig nose and stuff. <laughs> you oh, could tell. Weird. Yeah, you could tell they're like, these people aren't legit. Um, and they ended up writing about it. And they were so mad. I actually printed it out if you want to hear it. So here is the last piece of the article. Now, I am going to be honest with the internet. I don't have permission to do this, but this is a story that involves me. Therefore, I believe I have the right to tell sure. it. So here we go. Saturday night, hotel rooms are bustling with a cavalcade of furry theme parties. A female unicorn, or so I think, Grabs her wolf companion's ass. 
Why don't we have Thumpty Thumpty in Ron's room? The unicorn entices. She plants a kiss with her unicorn snout. Like an eight-year-old girl's dream bedroom, a Care Bear party is happening on the second floor. The party is for furries really into Care Bears. What's your furry scene like? I ask a Care Bear by the door. It's a lot of drama, he replies. Corey is always in his hands. <laughs> drama, right. Because I would say drama. No, I did. I know I did. Oh, good. <laughs> Suspicion. An emaciated girl in her mid-twenties wearing Care Bear pajamas, tightly hugging a teddy bear, throws out furry code words and carefully looks up and down. Furry code words. Furry code words. <laughs> so how long have you been a furry? She snaps. I'm kind of new. Pause. Maybe you can show me the ropes? Flattery. You've got the best decorated room in the whole hotel. Clutching her pink teddy bear, she turns to Fluffy for cross-examination. Do you go to the Million Bunny March? Pause. Not this year. Pause. But I want to go. Whispering. Tension. More teddy bear clutching. Look at what they're wearing, I hear a care woman say to the others. They're asking the wrong questions. Tighter clutching every teddy bear. Then, are you press? No. You need a different badge. Bye-bye, says that we munchkin of a care man. That was Boston. Um, we're going to make sure you can't drink anywhere on this floor. Those... If there were ever a group in the world that shouldn't be judgmental, it should be the ones clutching the Care Bears. We freaked out the freaky people by being normal. The furries crave mainstream social acceptance of their freaky passion, but get pissed off like angry children when others find the only sexual aspect interesting. Only the sexual aspect interesting. Their anger seems to be coming from a very dark, unhappy place, where reverting to the comforts of childhood has become why their passion. But why, was, why must they persecute my people? <laughs> wow. And that's, that's, that's bad. <laughs> was that the article? Yeah, that was. It's pretty the incredible. Entire article. No, no, no. I, that was that article is actually really long. Oh, okay. is it? That's oh, an God. excerpt. Yeah, that's an that's excerpt. So sorry. I was almost offended because I could have sworn I was in there. I thought you were too. What do you thought? I did. I hadn't, I hadn't read it in forever. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of like that's what the media is doing with the fandom now. It's uh-huh. it's different since twenty oh nine. I think. I think. A lot of it has become a lot more understanding and treats it more kind of like a sci-fi, Star Trek, Star Wars, yeah. geeky thing um, than they used to. But I'm you've you've dealt with the fandom directly, right? So, oh yeah. So what's your experience been when you talk to the media? When I talk to the media, it's always been pretty positive. Nobody's ever really twisted my words or anything like that. Is is it national or local media? Uh, it's always been local. Salt Lake. Uh, actually, back in Idaho once, a newspaper. <laughs> Interesting. I'm surprised, actually. Yeah. Now you're organizing the the new con. We haven't dealt with any media yet. Surprise, but I'm I'm ready for them. Why why do you think they haven't approached yet? Just lack of awareness. Lack of awareness, absolutely. You think they're going to show up? I think they will. Uh, I think people will be asking the question, "What the heck are all these mascots doing?" And the news media will want to cover it. And uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for them. Are you, are you, uh, yeah, what's your plan? Are you, 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 you going know, to tell or? Yeah, absolutely. My, my plan, I always like to spread the good word. This is, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's always a good way to approach things. This is sort of my philosophy on the whole idea. It's just don't mention any of the things, uh, that they might look negatively upon. It's just don't, it doesn't exist, you know, and, uh, not so much it doesn't exist. We all know certain things exist, but uh, that's sort of the attitude that you go into it with. And um, focus on the positives. Focus on all the uh, uh, the, the upsides. Um, and uh, if they do mention something um, negative, we can explain. You know, every single fandom has has its weirdnesses, but I don't think you're going to see that here at this event. I, I don't mean, know. <laughs> you know, and it, but the the key is, you know, if, if 
if you do see something, it's probably going to be behind closed doors, and it's none of their business anyway. Yeah. So help our help our listeners understand then. As far as media going to a con, what kind of credentialing do they have to get? Because they can't just go into a con and walk around. Right. I mean, it's it's private property, so I mean, we can we can ask them to leave if we if we want. We do have that right, so we can pick and choose who um, who's going to go into the con. If the Daily Show shows up, I'll be honored, but I probably won't let him in. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, if the new, local newspaper wants to come in and How check about things Big out, Buddha? I, be awesome. I'll, yeah, I'll probably follow them around and, and hold their hand through it and, and say, "Oh, check this out." I come from a, from a sales background. I did sales for five years, so I'm really, really good at focusing on the positives and the upsides, and always, I hate to say it, but manipulating things to look really good. I mean, that's what I, that's what I got paid to do for five years, <laughs> and uh, I can uh, thumbs up. <laughs> That's why you're Gotta, so kind to us. He's trying no to manipulate way, no us. Well, 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 <laughs> no, there's a thing with with sales. I, I have, uh, I'm very careful not to do it in in personal life. I only do it if I have to in a professional setting. And I'm 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 looking at this like I'm a only professional. Joking. I know you. Well, well, the thing is, the media is just as manipulative back because That's they have fact. to sell ad space. I mean, right. it's not to say that whatever Jim reporter is trying to be biased, he has to. He's got to have the edge. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that's how they make their money, just like I did when I did sales. But I'm better than they are. Hmm. <laughs> I'm I, I'm going to be smarter than they are. No, I mean, you know, and I'm not expecting the local media to to manipulate anything. I think they'll see it at face value and and go from there. Do they have to buy um, a media badge, or do you give those up for free? We haven't talked known. about that at all. <clears throat> we haven't talked about. It. I I don't think I I don't think we'll we'll do that. But I I I don't think we'll have to do the media badge thing because I don't think we'll be that large. Uh, right off the bat, you know, if, if it if things um, get big in future years and we we have a lot of attendees and we want to really separate the media from the attendees, then we'll do that. But I think they'll stick out like a sore thumb, and I, I'm planning on like following them and uh, helping explain things, answering questions with them. So if you see them following someone around intently, it's probably the media. It might be media. <laughs> the large cameras are are always a dead giveaway too. They always have '90s terrible old cameras. From the 90s. So we have an email from Fuzzwolf. Tug's going to read that. So thank you for the email, Fuzzwolf. Fuzzwolf actually runs Notcast, and he was on Synthesthesia, so I was just tickled to see this come into our mailbox. Thank you for sending this to us. He says, Dear Cast, I'm assuming the topic is more about mainstream news media and not furry media like your podcast. That is correct. (laughs) On the subject of furries in the media, my advice is stay away. Far away. Mm. Interviews can be edited to make the subject say whatever the interviewer wants to, depending on what story they're going to tell. Mainstream media is interested in sensationalism to get ratings, so they're always going to focus on the most extreme individuals in the fandom. I know some first disagree with me about this and feel the need to correct society's perception of furry, but I'd really prefer the mainstream world just ignore us rather than trying to understand us, best case, or blowing our more negative or controversial aspects out of portion, worst case. Just be yourselves and have fun exploring your interest in the fandom. You don't have to get on TV. It's not going to make you famous, or more likely it will make you a social pariah. <laughs> so yeah, you see a news camera at a con, you run the other way, screaming, no, as you go along. <laughs> it's optional. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Signed, Fuzzwolf. Uh, yeah, that, uh, I can agree with that on certain points. I mean, it, it depends on the situation. I think it depends. You could do that if The Daily Show shows up. Yes, yeah, run away, scream no, and then it's my job to kick them out. And that's my plan. But if uh, it depends on how responsible the the network is. I mean, it, if ABC shows up, I might show them around. That's cool. Fox News. And it might also depend on the individual, too. Um, you know, if you're comfortable with public speaking and you have a plan going into the interview, then you might 
you might be okay, but you know definitely um, stay away if you if you're a little less comfortable with that kind of stuff. And don't mention CSI. <laughs> That's the first thing anybody ever does. Well, I, I, well, you know that CSI episode. I, I hear that, that so much. So long ago that people don't even remember uh, it. Well, I think it's what you said. A lot of the reputability of the source. Yeah. Has to do with it. Like, obviously, I would never let. If I had a con, I'm not in Penthouse in ever. No. <laughs> As why did FC heard. do that? That's insane. They didn't. They okay, did okay, not. Good. Good. I can't imagine they would. No. No. They were sneaking around. Um, actually, they got into the fir- the headless lounge, but that's another. No, thing. not good. <laughs> um, but then I, I mean, Fox News personally, I wouldn't let in. Nah, you know that's. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I don't think it depends on the affiliate. But isn't all media created equal? No, Can absolutely. We yeah, <laughs> I love the Daily Show, but I wouldn't let him anywhere near my con. Out of curiosity, do you have a, a PR person, or are you doing PR? I'm doing PR. Okay. Um, Digby is also doing PR. He's my co-chair. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we are heading this up fifty fifty. Um, and uh, as of this moment, we don't have a PR person, but I think we're both pretty good. I mean, he's he's a, a, a teacher, so he's really good at talking to people. He does that all day long. He's very eloquent, well versed. And um, you know, with my sales background, all I did was yak at people all day long. So I think I could do a pretty good job too. Well, Rue has an email from you, Ryu. Yes, oh, thank Hi, you, Ryu. Ryu, for sending this in. Always cool to hear from him. Definitely, he's good people. Absolutely. All right, so let's see. That's what he has to say. Most furries will never be in a position where they're talking to the media, so they probably don't need to know how to talk to them specifically. However, it is helpful to know a little bit about it because it helps when talking to the general public, which a lot of furries will do at in some point. I was going to write up a very long thing about this, but if you search YouTube for furries in the media, you can find several panels with various with various conventions about just that topic. Most of them are, are with Uncle Kage, who usually has training has training to deal with the media, and almost everything I'd say I'd say would pull straight from from these panels. Definitely go check them out. I, I haven't had a chance to to watch some of these videos. Have have you Tugs? <laughs> I've actually attended a few of his panels, though. Kagi's uh, How to Talk to How the Media. How were they? They were great. I, I highly, highly recommend. If, if you do have the interest in talking to these people, which, you know, it may be best if you just stay away from say it. Say no and run away. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he actually covers that issue. Who, who do we talk to? Um, and, you know, do you have the self-confidence to do it? But, uh, yeah, they're great panels. Check, out, check them out. He always does a good job. People give him hell for it, but it, he does a great job. He continues, of, of course... Um, he makes he makes them much more interesting than I can, and he has experience in it as well. So he can tell you stories as he's talking about stories it. Stories are great. <laughs> so you should spread um, spend some time watching one of these panels at some point. Generally, it should only take about an hour. One thing I'd like to s- I will say um, that you should never be ashamed of is about being in the fandom. Not even because. Let's see. Not even because you think it was a sexual image. It is fairly common knowledge that there is a lot of porn and adult content in the anime and manga community. But they... Really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you not know that? It happens. You want to know what? What? I learned something today. That's wonderful. (laughs) We 
we learned something. All right, keep going. But do they have issues with um, media people talking about all the sex? No, because they don't get all defensive about the fact that there is sex slash porn aspect. Many people in the fandom want to try to defend it because it because of certain shows that have aired. This usually ends up highlighting sex in the fandom, and the image persists. People like like to say that sex sells, but it isn't the sex alone that does the selling. Have you ever heard about celebrities having sex with their spouses? No, it's because it's not interesting. As usual, I mean, it is... It's assumed that they're having sex. But when one of them is having an affair, suddenly it's a major story. It's still a sex story, but it has a value of being a scandal. It's not the sex that creates a story. It's the trying to hide the sex, which would, let's see, which would seem like a more interesting story that people are having sex. Or that there are people that like to wear... Um, ears and tails, dress in animal costumes and pretend like they're running around. Um, yeah, and pretend they're animals running around. It will almost always be, hey, look, freaks. While I think have a clean image in the the media would be a good thing. Wouldn't get, I wouldn't get it by shouting, don't have sex. Yeah, I mean, he brings up a good point. Um, just like I said a second ago, you know, don't. Uh, don't present that side, and they might not even know about it in the first place. I mean, if you if we go in saying if we say the first thing is we're not like that CSI episode where everybody had sex. Now the person knows that there was an episode about sex and furries. You know, a CSI episode. They might go watch it and make a bunch of assumptions when before they may not have known about that aspect about it at all. But we just gave them a bunch of information that they can use against it. Are any of you in the anime community much? No, nope. not really. You know, I really haven't heard much flack from the anime community. I mean, they have, like, I don't know, they have all this yaoi and different things like that. I know we've already kind of talked about it, but, you know, why doesn't the media talk about them? I mean, it's cartoons that are having sex, they you know? May, they may feel just as persecuted, but I don't know. I don't, I don't profess to know what the anime community thinks so if someone out there knows please yeah. write us uh i would venture a guess that the public is probably somewhat accustomed to that because of all the disney scandals and rumors of mm. sex in disney movies which have mostly been disproven uh-huh. but i mean there's the whole oh there's a phallus on the cover of the little mermaid's original release and so, and so <laughs> oh people God. it's kind of been in the psyche of popular culture for a while um and so people are probably more used to the concept of cartoons doing it i mean they've all been drawing dirty pictures since Walt Disney started doing cartoons. You know, I, I also love his point about the spouses and stuff like that. I mean, with celebrities, you don't see like stories about, oh, so-and-so is having sex with her wife. Oh my goodness. You've you know? never all yeah. watched TMZ, have you? <laughs> what, is that what I have it, actually. <laughs> this is good. Okay. <laughs> well, needless to say, I mean, but you always hear about so-and-so is having an sure. affair with somebody else. Oh my Sex gosh. sells, you know. So, Violence, drugs, and sex. <laughs> so we've uh, we've kind of been talking about how to talk to the media. Uh, we actually going to go to break and have the news, and come back. But when we come back, we're going to kind of shift focus more to what the media has covered um, in the past and kind of their attitude towards us. Not necessarily the interaction piece. We're going to kind of look at the other angle. So we're going to do that, and we will be right back. 
From the FWIW News Desk, this is Tugs, bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom. Today we have no national news to report. In local news, we want to report the local UFF and Utah Furries holiday party was an unmitigated success. Held last night, Saturday, at the Oregon Loft in South Salt Lake City, Utah, the event boasted 97 attendees, a white elephant gift exchange, and a potluck dinner which fed many people. Upcoming Conventions Elliot's Winter Carnival is January 26th and 27th, 2013 in Winter Garden, Florida. Registration for this event is closed, so if you have not registered, you will need to attend Elliot's Spring Gathering. For the Confusion 2013 is in San Jose, California, January 17th through the 21st, 2013. The theme is Forbidden Planet. Local Meets There are no local meets remaining this year or this month. Please stay tuned for details on upcoming meets as none have been announced yet for 2013. From the FWIW News Desk, this is Tugs, bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom. Stay tuned for part two of our interview with Sid and about media in the fandom. Play the game with us and more. You're listening to For What It's Worth. So, I have recently been in contact with Act Fur On Air. Do you guys know who they are? They have a banner on FA. Yeah. So, that's kind of how I found them a little bit. But they are an Australian furry podcast. And you know what? They do a really, really good job. Wait! They don't have porn on the internet in Australia. They block it all. How are they possibly there? I don't know. Okay. The you should find out. The internet? <laughs> <laughs> The answer for everything. So, anyways, I, I got in contact with Actfer and I sent them an email, and I have a clip. Dear Actfer, this is Rue from For What It's Worth. We wanted to give you Fudbutt's huge shout out from Good Old America. <laughs> Fudbutt. Uh, for What It's Worth is is a a podcasting and blog site, so you guys can check that out for what it's worth.com, just as an FYI on the side. But it's not a blog site; it's a blog. Blog, fine. <laughs> we love a you. Slide, guys. A blog is a site. You can't have a blog on a piece of paper. Oh, okay, this so is like, like calling non bread. Yeah, I hate yeah, when you can't have like a book with a blog in it. It doesn't work. We love your guys' show and hope you can keep up the good work. I have a question that maybe you guys can answer for me. How do you feel that furs outside Australia differ from furries inside Australia, or do you feel that they are the same? Also, what is your favourite cookie slash biscuit? Your fellow furry podcaster, Bruchi Lexo, the wine red fox. Oh my god, first of all, like, it's weird. Australian furries, though they're in Australia aren't obsessed with kangaroos. Everyone uh, outside Actually, is... I'd say that's probably the biggest difference. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, I think we're pretty much the same. Like, uh, there's... there's uh, uh, I'd say there's a lot less foxes, but that's not true because I know quite a few people who have fox mm. characters here. Um, it doesn't, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot... Like, there's a little bit of Aussie pride as far as using our fauna goes. But as a rule, people tend to come to the fan and be like, the possibilities are endless and just make whatever anyway. I make a dragon. Dragon or a but, red um, fox. You know what? You know what the the vital key difference is? We have more barbecues. 
It's pretty true. sure. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the only yeah. difference. Yeah. <laughs> we can maybe catch a roux a little more often. <laughs> and and Jen, what is your favorite cookie or biscuit? Mm, peanut butter and honeycomb. It's a cookie I made and it was delicious. That's pretty good. Carney? Oh, I do like Oreos, but Tim Tams are pretty freaking boss. And you guys don't have Tim Tams, so we should like do some sort of exchange. You like white chocolate. I love oh, white chocolate. Oh, white chocolate oh, my Tim Tams are so oh, good. Oh, my God, they're so good. Have you tried the white chocolate Kit Kats? Oh, no. they're fucking awesome. Uh, oh my my favourite cookie or biscuit is actually um, Turkish Delight Chunk Cookies. Oh, you like once. Turkish Delight everything. You like Turkish Delight ice cream. In fact, I have a Turkish delight in the freezer. You're going to go... Okay, I'll keep reading. You go get... All right, well, that was good. (laughs) Fabulous. (laughs) Just fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) What are you laughing about? McRibs. No, keep going. (laughs) But, no, they're they're awesome people. So, definitely check them out and... um, yeah, they do, they do some pretty good stuff. So, Cool. Well, Scoodoo has sent us an email that kind of leads us into our next question we're going to be asking. So what does that email say? Oh, Scoodoo. Being relatively new, I haven't had much to do or really um, take notice. But what I have seen is is that it says it's a fetish and more uh, and mostly about sex, which bothers me. There, there's so much more, so much more to offer. I, I just can't. I mean, so, so about, but what do you think the isn't media's... it just about sex, though? What, what, that's well, that's why I got into the fandom. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? I, I got into the fandom to take my first head off and go smoke. I wanted my. <laughs> that was the last episode. I wanted oh, to crap. get my rocks off all the time. So, just kidding. so being our knowing everything weather bell or know all weather bells, um, what do you think the media's general? attitude towards the fandom is when they go cover it um if i turn on the tv tonight and there's a show about furries it depends on it depends on the network you choose i mean which channel we go to but okay if you know overall to be (laughs) god i'm done with fox um (laughs) be like ufo okay so we're talking we're talking like a basic broadcast cable or not broadcast cable broadcast only network you know i think it's going to be mostly positive I, i think um that uh, as of late, things are um, shown at face value. I, I honestly do see that a lot. Um, Why do you think it's changed? I, I think it's changed because it's getting bigger and people are maybe understanding it a little bit more. Um, also, we're sort of moving away from the, the Vanity Fair article and the, the CSI episode. You know, the, We haven't had many big upsets lately, um, uh, except for the tongue-in-cheek stuff, which I think helps us a lot. Like, uh, you know, the... Uh, the video game show you were talking about before. The, the, X-Play? Uh, X-Play, yeah. The tongue-in-cheek humor. And Tosh.0 had a really funny joke once about furries. I love his show, Tosh.0. Daniel <laughs> Tosh is a genius. And he, he made a very tongue-in-cheek joke about furries. It didn't even touch on sexual stuff. You know, it, it was really good. And I think that definitely helps us a lot. It's turning into more of a geek fandom type thing. And... Um, like Star Trek? Yeah, Star like Wars? Star Trek. You know, it, we're way cooler than all those people. You know, God bless them, but... We make our own our own characters, and we get to be proud of things that we make, not something George Lucas makes. Or whatever. Excuse me, it's Disney. Disney, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Disney now. Oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I'm, it's going to take a while to get used to that. But, uh, you know, I think it's our cup is half full. It really is. You know, people can still 
Well, what do you think that the media is missing about the fandom? Like, particularly talking to you, oh, talking goodness. about yourself, what is something that you feel that the media just doesn't... There's, there's no way that anybody could ever um, experience things through the eyes of a furry, you know? I just got back from MFF, and it was one of the most magical things I've ever done in my, in my life. Some of the things that happened there, you know, I got choked up a couple of times. I, I, a friend of mine tweeted... Uh, a quote from me, I, at one point, uh, we were backstage at, a fursuit dance, at the fursuit dance competition, and a friend of mine did really, really well. And we were all, we kind of hugged afterwards, and, and things got really emotional. We all ended up crying a little bit, and I said, I've never cried with contacts before. This is weird. And they tweeted that. And uh, <laughs> What's that like? And, and, and there's, no, there's no way that any of these um, people outside of the fandom could ever really understand how emotional how deep you can get connected to the to the community um th there's no way they could ever really see that at all i mean it's not about the first it's not about the characters it's not about even fur or any you know it's not about the sex it's 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 about the people we revel in each other's camaraderie that's all we do i mean every single person who's ever been a furry has done that at one point or another and we spend most of our time doing that. that's what i'm doing right now with you guys i love hanging out with you guys whether we're podcasting or just bsing during the break you know, this is fantastic, just hanging with you guys. I mean, this gives me an excuse to have thousands of friends all over the globe. They will never understand that. They'll never understand the, the connection between the people. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That made it so much more relevant. <laughs> I feel... We learned something. <laughs> uh, the owner of Flayra, Green Reaper, actually emailed me. And he shared his thoughts. Um, kind of deals with what we started the episode on, but it kind of turns into what the media does now. He says, I'd say that engaging with the media is vital. We tried not talking to people after a few bad portrayals from those looking to make a buck, and we were defined in our absence. I met someone just this weekend whose only experience of furry was CSI. True journalists also know when you're hiding something and will be determined to find it out. Now, though, people are telling their own stories on a local level. And if the results are not always great journalism, they're at least generally upbeat. I suspect this is partly because our costumes look, and often are, far more professional now. But the eagerness of today's furry fans to share their hobby is also its own message. Example. When Dr. I hope I say this right, Jerbasi of the Anthropomorphic Research Project asked me to talk to Fox's TV affiliate in Connecticut, who was looking for a local state interview, I was a little apprehensive. But I had a great chat with him after several rounds of phone tag, sent out some feelers, and we ended up with a great piece. He actually has a link for this on the Flaro news site. Uh, of course, mass media rarely scratches the surface. Ultimately, we should be covering ourselves. That's why I started Wiki for News and took over Flaro, and I imagine it's one of your goals too. But coverage is spotty. There are no professional furry journalists yet, and the few amateurs have limited time to work on their craft. I encourage all furs to consider the fandom critically, in the analytical sense of the word, as critical thinking is a necessary foundation to journalism, as well as many other careers in life. With it, you can be creator of new ideas rather than a mere consumer of them and provide your own perspective to the media, who, in my experience, will be glad to have something to print. Best wishes, cheese and carrots, Green Reaper. I like this. This is neat. Yeah, um, yeah the, the idea. Yeah, the idea of a furry journalist. That sounds really neat. <laughs> no, I, I like it. Um, I'm actually kind of trying to do that through my videos. I try to, when I make a convention video, I try to actually uh, represent what it's like to be at a furry convention. Um, four times people have come out to their parents as a furry by showing them videos that I've made. 
And, you know, and we need more of that kind of stuff. We need media that we can be proud of that, that we make. It so we great. need to empower ourselves and yeah. stop sitting on our asses and let do fucks it. come to us, but produce stuff that they can just go. Exactly. Well, and that's kind of why we do this actual show is because we want to we want to be able to help the community and we want to be able to resent 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 <laughs> represent <laughs> represent um, the furry fandom and you know we want to give some sort of a voice and. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to, you know, if, if you feel confident in your abilities to use whatever media you choose, whether it be voice or writing, um, if you feel confident in, in your abilities, go for it. You know, get your make your voice heard. It, it, I think there's a lot to be proud of here. There really is a lot to be proud of. We don't have anything to hide. And this is fantastic, this community. So do you think then that the media is moving off of the sensationalist? You said Vanity Fair is the term, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're done with that. Except for, of course, those nighttime TV shows. There are a couple out there, but I, <laughs> I, you know, I don't think anybody really takes anything like that seriously. I mean, we were just making jokes about TMZ. Everybody knows that this stuff is BS. And, the, and we, we know that these people get paid to make fools of other people. I mean, I couldn't live with myself if that's what I did. Oh, yeah. You know, um, but you were talking about just earlier the, the, the pushy reporters at FC. Um, the, the penthouse people. Yeah, Cora was talking about the penthouse people. They get paid yeah. to um, make people... Uh, to, to, they get paid to make people give them material. You know, and, and I understand that. I'm a photographer. Mm-hmm. I'm a videographer. It's all about getting the shot. You know, when I'm making a documentary or filming something, it's run-and-gun filmmaking. I, I'm so focused on getting the shot. And if, if getting the shot to them means somebody making a fool of themselves, they're going to get the shot. That's how they make their living. You know, they're going to get paid. Um, and some people are really good at that. And, you know, that's the, those are the TMZ people and the Daily Show people. That's what they want. They want the they quote, it. unquote, candid, I guess, scenes or candid stories yeah. so they can exploit it, yeah. even though that's completely not what... Right. I you mean, know, what, what they're reporting about is about. And, and we shouldn't be mad at them because, you know, it's the public who gives them the money to, to do it. You know, we're supporting them. We, we you know, I, we all love fail videos on the internet. But we, it's sort of human nature to revel <laughs> in other people's weirdness or discomfort. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, we're all responsible for uh, the way that some people act, I guess, is what I like to say. Like we talk about... Star Wars or different things like yeah. that or Star Trek and we I'd like to think we're more in the in the tongue in cheek category there because we you know we're we're side by side with them in the geek fandom but or bronies. Brony yeah I love bronies. You know. I'm not one myself but I, I totally respect the brony fandom. So we have an email from Fat Mouse. Okay. It says Oh hi. Does it really say oh hi? Yeah it does. That's awesome. <laughs> oh hi. Like <laughs> I I'm gonna start. You. I'm gonna start every email that way from now on. <laughs> I had not thought. Um, I I don't know what this word is. Wow. Welcome to an impromptu new segment on, for what it's worth, it's the done. dictionary by tugs. Tangentially. <laughs> tangentially or ten, ten, what? tangentially. What is it's that saying word like being? a tangent. A tangent. Okay. That's been your word of the day. Go use it in a sentence. Okay, so it's re- <laughs> related to. Um, to media and furry. What do you think would happen if participants of the furry fandom, um, if somebody created a sitcom where one or more of the main characters were furry? Would you watch the show? Would it be a, a weirdly meta 
um, to watch the show or read books about people who are furries instead of just reading books about anthropomorphic characters. Ooh, I like that. The The question becomes, in my mind, who wrote the show? Are they non-furries? How much research did they do? Or are they furries? Do they really know what it's like to be a furry? And uh, that goes back to the empowerment stuff. Maybe we should make a uh, a sitcom, you know? I, I don't personally watch sitcoms to answer the question. Would I watch it? No, I don't, I don't really um, enjoy TV shows like that, but um, if I were to pick a sitcom to watch, if I had to, it'd probably be the furry one. Heck yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, there is, kind of a, there is kind of a sitcom one that's... Um, Father of the Pride? No, it's not Father of the Bride. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pride. Pride. Oh, Father that of the Bride. That was a great show. Okay. Father of the Bride was a good show, too. It had yeah. a furry somewhere in there, right? Uh, right. Teddy bear or something. Yeah. Stop trying to dig your hole. There was a goose. That's not furry. Okay, anyways, Mongrels. Have you ever heard of Mongrels? No, I haven't. Mongrels yeah. is amazing. If you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. It's a British um, puppet show. Oh, uh, cool. And I believe that it's actually, well, it is actually made by, yes, it is. Don't give me that nod of no. No, no, that, that show's terrible. What? I no, love da- that show. Damon showed that to me, and I about died. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have to go make your own decision. Well, it's made, it's made by furries, so... That's cool. There's actually... Um, was it Wilfred? Winifred? It, I can't remember. It starts with a W, and it's a show. Uh, um, Elijah Wood is in it, and the cover is a guy in an open-faced dog fursuit that's licking his cheek. And if I understand the Bill premise correctly... something? Uh, no, it's. No. I think it's taken off an Australian TV show, and they did an American release of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, he can see this dog fursuit, but no one else can, or he can communicate. There's something that only well, he can interact with it in a certain way. It's crazy. And it creates problems for him, and it's a yeah. fursuit. Like, it, there's nothing else. No, about everybody it. else sees a dog, like just canine, but he sees a guy in an open face fursuit. Yeah. Huh. So <laughs> That's bizarre. What, what is the there? name of that show? I think it's Wilfred. That might be fun. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's yeah on Netflix. Wilfred. Netflix. There's also this yeah. other show that that has two bunnies that get fired from um, being Easter bunnies or something like that. And it's not a cartoon Hop. thing. They're, it's yeah, that's no, Hop. it's not. It's not called Hop. <laughs> anyway, anyways, but they they have open face fursuits as well. I don't remember. I think it's on Netflix somewhere. Yeah, it's Hop. It's Hop. No, mm-hmm. it's not. Open face fursuits. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> All right. So before we get to the questions, which are basically the final thoughts, it's time for oh some torture. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ooh, it's time for the game. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Should I make the obligatory, you just lost the game joke here, or should oh I just God. skip it because the game is over? Oh, my gosh. I'm done playing the game. <laughs> This game is called Stoats. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Here are your instructions. Oh, no. After I read the instructions and you say yes, Rue will lead off. Okay. So, you're a stoat. Let's see how well you know yourself. Ten questions have been crafted for you, multiple choice. This is our first multiple choice game. Awesome. Choose your answer and see if you earn a point. Ten points are possible. Do you have any questions? Too bad. No, I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wrote too bad. That's great. I like it. All right. Let's All right, so question one. What is the um, scientific or Latin name for the stoat? Your choices are Erminia stoata, 
Stoata, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mustella Stoata and Mustella Erminea. Mustella Erminea. Yay! Well, your ding is located in your pants, so. Question two. <laughs> Where does the word stoat originate? Oof. Ancient Croatian and Turkish? Ancient German and Belgian or X? I'd say German and Belgian. Hey, that's a good guess. All right, so here's question. It sounded more reasonable. Question three. How long do stoats lactate for? Oh, my God. <laughs> what? How do I know this? 18 <laughs> weeks. This is a question. Nine weeks or 12 weeks? Let's go nine. No. Oh. <laughs> what was the answer? It was C, 12. Wow, that's a long time. No. Torturous. That's a lot of lactate. Yeah. You want some stone? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we have some right here. <laughs> Bonus point. This podcast just got weird. You just have to drink this whole <laughs> just got thing. weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so is the stoat an herbivore, carnivore, or omnivore? Omnivore. Oh, carnivore. Stoats eat rodents and rabbits. Darn it. And they bite them on the base of the neck. Yeah, I do that. That's creepy. You do I that? Saw it. Well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the anthropomor- anthropomorphic part comes in. I leave that behind. I'm actually a vegetarian in real life. I haven't eaten meat in over 12 years. Oh my god. So, question five. What well-known blood-borne disease do stoats carry? Oh, here you A, tuberculosis. B, hepatitis. Or C, none. Stoats don't have any born, uh, blood-borne diseases. My goodness. Uh... I'm going to go with hepatitis because that's the funny one. It's tuberculosis, and it's particularly prevalent in Russian stoats. Oh, man. I'll I'll be sure to watch out for that. All right. Now, here's the question that's going to offend half of our audience. Okay. How much of the global fur trade in stoat fur came from Russia during its peak? 30%, 50%, or 70%? You know what? I I always saw, like, the the ermine stuff, like all the royal dignitaries always had the the ermine thing. So I'm going to go with 70 Oh no! <laughs> it's Sorry. 50. That's still a lot though, man. So, Corey, what's the score? Two. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do some research, man. I need to read my wiki. <laughs> my own wiki. <laughs> so, how many mates do, does a stoat have in its life? Oh, golly. One? Three? Tons, baby. Stoats are horn dogs or stoats. <laughs> I'll go with. I'll go with maybe one. Let's give that. I'll venture to say uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I suck at this game. They're they're promiscuous as fuck. Okay. <laughs> Question eight: Which the country's more culture? You know. <laughs> which country's culture historically viewed stoats as anthropomorphic, even holding rituals for their dead? Ireland, Norway, or Germany? Say Germany. Oh man! The Irish needed something to do with the potato famine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Ireland's cool. Which of, oh my gosh, which of these are ways that stoats will show aggression? Hmm. A, foxes. B, thumping their feet. C, forward thrusting. I think the forward thrusting. I saw them. On, I saw that on YouTube once. Congratulations! What? what the hell were you googling? <laughs> I was googling stoats. I was like, stoat porn. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, you are becoming. I, I don't know. I think that stoats should be the new foxes of the fandom. Maybe. Or the new huskies. Well, let's find out then. How does a stoat show submission? 
A, foxes, B, squealing, <laughs> or, th- or C, bowing? Bowing, let's say. It's actually, I wrote the wrong answer on here. <laughs> they squeal. They do? Oh, cool. Corey, what was the score? Three. Three? <laughs> You're like in the top ten Bottom. losers. Yay. <laughs> That's okay. I should have read my wiki. <laughs> I love these games. I, I do too. Torture. This is great. This is great. <laughs> so, do you have any final thoughts on media and the fandom? Um, you know, I think our cup is half full, like I said before. Don't be too worried about it. You know, um, don't approach the cameras unless you're self-confident and talking to people like that. But, uh, you know, just know what not to say. Don't mention CSI. Don't mention all the weird stuff. And, but uh, do focus on the positive stuff. Tell them how it changed your life. You know, don't be ashamed of that whatsoever because this is a really great group of people. Like I said before, it's a fantastic, uh, a fantastic thing. There's a lot of performance art, a lot of graphic arts. Something to be proud of, it really is. So, you know, show them what's up. Now, do you have any projects coming up? I do. I'm working on MFF 2012 The Movie. The Movie? Yes, sir. Does it have like a poster with little itty bitty print that changes size every three words? Uh, it should. <laughs> That's a great idea. No. Um, it's like stoke, it, stoke, stoke, stoke. It's the idea for the movie series of documentary, uh, convention documentaries that I do came from, you know, Jackass the Movie. I actually use that same font. And I have had a friend draw me like the Jackass logo, but it's furry version. Nice. Um, but it, you know, it's uh, the the documentaries that I do are a look through my eyes at furry conventions, and um, I try to really represent what it's like to be at a furry con. Um, I've so, been making videos for quite a while now. I'm really, really proud of these projects. Um, there's a lot of interviews with, you know, the the. Uh, uh, you know, Uncle Coggies and the KPs and all the people that people are, all the people that uh, everybody's always excited to hear from. Where can we see your? You can movies? see my videos on actually Stoat.us. You own Stoat.us. Yeah, I do. That's me. Stoat us. Stoat us. S T O A T dot us. And if anyone has any questions for you, how can they get a hold of you? Um, Sid Stoat at gmail.com. It's spelled weird. S Y D Stoat at gmail.com. Shoot me a line. So tell us a little bit more about this convention. How, if somebody wants to go to this convention, what do they need to? Oh to my do? goodness! You could go if you want to come to Mid. Uh, I almost said Midwest Fur Fest. If you want to go to Midwest Fur Fest, <laughs> tune into another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Western Anthro Rendezvous, the Utah Con, is happening the last weekend in May. Can we just call it War? Yeah, it's War. It's the longest convention name ever. I'm aware of that. <laughs> but uh, it's warendezvous.org. You can check us out there. And uh, we have our website that we uh, post announcements and things like that. But we're actually a little more active on the Facebook group. That's where you really want to be. No, I'm sorry. But we're active on the Facebook group. Um, that's sort of our forum at this point. Um, right now, we're looking for uh, panels. If you want to run a panel at Western Anthem Rendezvous, I'm the guy to talk to. I'm heading up that uh programming division so is there a programming email they can write uh <clears throat> excuse me it's uh it's actually just the the email um for the whole it's the contact for the website uh i don't remember what the email address is but it's up on the contact page we only have the one email address at this point but we use we're smart we use google filters to filter out the different uh types of email into folders so that's how we do it and i'm i'm the one who reads the uh the programming section Nice. Yeah. 
All right, and what dates are the convention on? Uh, the last weekend in May. So are we talking twenty thirteen Memorial Day? Yeah, Memorial Day weekend. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, it's uh, we're still very much in the planning stage. But uh, if you want to participate, drop us a line. We'd be more than happy to have your help. And uh, the convention is definitely going to happen. There's no two ways about it because we signed the contract. <laughs> we we got you know the deposit paid and. We're going to have a con here. It's pretty crazy. It is time for our last break. Uh, when we come back, um, Sid will stay with us. Yay. We're going to do listener mail. We have a food review. Yes. And yes, <laughs> So we will be back. Dave Dunn for Idaho. Dave Dunn Anime Banzai. And now the cast of For What It's Worth are giving themselves up for more torture by going to Further Confusion 2013. That's right, For What It's Worth Live is back. Rue and Tugs are joined by Semjay, host of Whose Lion Is It Anyway and customer service director of Bad Dragon as they explore the world of improv. A special audience version of Whose Lion Is It Anyway will be played along with real actual prizes. So grab a cocktail, grab a friend, and get your ass down to FC 2013 and for what it's worth live. Friday night at Further Confusion 2013 in San Jose, California. It's going to be a blast. We'll see you there. Final convention schedules to be released. Showtime subject to change. You must be 18 or older to attend. Horrible job bringing us back. Oh, yes, wow. do. That's okay. No, you do fine. We have some great listener mail. Thank you for you know sending in emails. We can't do this show without you guys. We definitely need your need your content. So please, you know, if you have any questions for us, please feel free to send us a send us an email. Like it says on the site, we wouldn't exist without you. Exactly. We need you, and we really love when you email us. So thank you. Start us off, Rue. We have Rice Ball. Yes, Rice Ball. This is this is what she has to say. Hey, this is this is rice ball. Um, but you guys can. Why are you scratching your head? Sorry, <laughs> I had to scratch my head here because um, it's Oni Girl Lupus. Um, but you guys can call me Rice Ball. I'm new to the fandom, and I just wanted to thank you guys so much for helping introduce me into the fandom. You are seriously. I mean, seriously, you are welcome. Oh wow. Yay! That's the reason why we do the show? Yes. Fantastic. For, for viewers like you. Recruiting. <laughs> Free get we're close to our toaster. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> One of us. One of us. What else did she say? Oh, uh, she also says, let's see. I've learned about the furry fandom um, at this year's anime bonsai. I didn't get to go um, to your guys' panel, which made Yay! me a little sad. But she was able to go to the panel that me and you were at. And, Good. you know, I actually have a little piece of information for you. I don't know if you knew this, but I was that little fox that was running around, like, stealing people's things. And Okay, and I was, what's the rest of the email say, Rue? It's always about you. <laughs> well, no. Like, he was there, too. I was, there. I was the guy who came in late at the far left. And I kept, like, doing stuff to you as you were trying to talk. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I loved it. By the way, that yay was in complete irony because I thought we did terrible. 
No, it was great. Let's see. I'm now a furry and love it. I just I just feel a little alone because I don't know anybody uh, anybody else here in Pleasant Grove um, that's furry. Any suggestions on what I should do? I spend a lot of time alone. Um, see, I watch My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, all alone, which makes me feel more alone. Wow, that's a lot of alone. Now, um, now alone sounds funny. I'd just like to thank you again for putting on your show. Every time I listen to it, I just start laughing. I'm spontaneous. Spontaneously. Wow. Um, so, so my family gives me funny looks. I also wanted to ask if we could hang out sometime. Come to the meets. We could even have cookies. Thank Yay. you so much. Yay. Well, so how do you get in touch with people locally down on the PG? Which I thought, by the way, just so you know, the freeway sign on the express lane says exit to PG. I'm like, exit to parental guidance? <laughs> Pleasant but, Grove is fairly close to Orem, right? Which is where you live. Which is where I live. Actually, you know what? She writes us at a good time because by the time that this is out there, this will be in the past. Um, but the new front runner line opens tomorrow. Oh, yes. It will make transit a lot easier. That'll be amazing. So you can hop on front runner. It's like 8.50 to go from Salt Lake to Provo, which is wow. way cheaper than wow. the gas. Yeah. Way cheaper. Um, yeah, and you can get up to events a lot easier now. Well, there's a Utah Furry Forum, which is a separate group. Um, you can add their group, their group there and get some information about what's going on within the local community um i also have wonderful waffle wednesday this next wednesday so if you get this message you're more than welcome to message me and i'll give you my address it's extremely personal for an internet show isn't it waffle what? i guess it's waffles you're right it's waffles, waffles. Yeah. and she's in the local community all right, so all whatever right. all right now we have our last listener mail for the show it's from a black cat named lazor I've been asking a lot of furries this question in the few weeks that I've associated myself with the fandom, and I wanted to hear you, your fine people's opinions on the matter. So here are the questions. I will pause at the last one. Why are you a furry? Why are you here? In other words, what do you enjoy most about the fandom? So, Rue, what do you enjoy most about the fandom? I enjoy being able to... Sex. <laughs> well, that's what you enjoy, but... I love the family, Phil, that, that we have within our community. Um, you know, I feel like it's a bunch of people that are getting together that, that, you know, have a common interest that love each other. You know, we really become kind of a family. You know, I kind of can definitely agree with Rue there. Um, it does feel like a big family. I, I can't imagine my life without the furry fandom at this point. All my spare time is energy towards the fandom. I can't imagine anything else. I mean, and, and that may, may sound weird to somebody who doesn't know what the furry fandom is all about, but uh, at the end of the day, you can boil it down to I'm spending all of my energy with a bunch of friends. And what more could, you know, what more could we want in our lives is to have, you know, a bunch of friends and spend a lot of time with them and you know, do stuff for them and with them. It's, it's a great group of people. All right. Well, Lazor says, one of the many things I love about the fandom is the community. I have been a furry for less than a month and have already made many, many, many friends. I just got into the fandom from the Reddit community. That is so awesome. When does the Norwal bacon? <laughs> After I love Reddit. Huh? I love Reddit. <laughs> After looking for a while, I joined the Reddit first Steam group. I joined the chat and everyone was immediately friendly. I had oh so many questions being a total amateur. 
The furs gladly answered my questions, and I felt even more eager to get into the fandom. I have since had many long gaming sessions and mumble conversations with my new friends. Mumble conversations? And I now have many great memories. Those are the best things in life. Now, at the time of writing this, I feel like I am part of a whole new family, aside from my actual relatives. This isn't just one part of why I associate myself with this group, and why the benefits outweigh the teasing from friends and the stereotype. Sincerely, a black cat named Lazor. Lazor, thank you for sending that in. Oh my gosh, I know exactly what time it is. Oh my goodness. Oh, I want cookies. <laughs> He's clutching his head. He's so excited. He's blowing out the board. Scoodoo sent us not a little box, not a medium box. Okay, it's officially a medium box, but it seems like a huge box. It's a bowling ball it's in there. It's a medium flat rate box. It doesn't matter what it is. But the thing is that inside, as we had read in his email a few weeks ago, from Wisconsin, actually it was last Wisconsin, show. Wisconsin, Texas, Texas yeah. there are snickerdoodles that Scoodoo makes, and apparently Ginger Snaps, as I learned when I opened the box. And so we're going to do a food review live. So I'm yes. going to distribute one cookie to each person, including our wonderful sound engineer, and we're going to eat them, and you're going to hear us, and then we're going to tell you what we think of it. That's cool. Here, do we want snickerdoodles or gingerbread? Gingerbread. Or we ginger want, snaps. We want, we want both. Ginger, yeah, ginger. I'm, I'm going for the ginger snap. Oh gosh, it's Christmas bunch, time. You guys are a bunch of gingers here. Well, bro. I've heard, I've, I don't <laughs> know, he said that his snickerdoodles is the best, so, so I think we that should, we need... we should do the ginger first? We need to do both of them. Yeah, we, we should do both of them. Well, we will, we will. We're <laughs> yeah, you're, like, you're like, yeah, let's do both of them. Yeah. <laughs> you just want two cookies. <laughs> I just want cookies, I'll be honest. No, Dude. It's a half a cookie, I want a full one. The ginger snap. Holy crap, man. Yeah, right? ginger snap. Better than grocery store ginger snap. These are homemade? Yeah. Yep. Wow. I can't imagine what they'd be like if they're hot, like fresh out of the oven. That'd be the best. These are amazing, though. Okay, so I definitely think this is a perfect mixed. It's not too soft, like fall apart soft, because I yeah. hate that for me. Um, oh, hold on. we got to turn on the party lights. Scoodoo sent us a party light. Oh, cool. Party lights. It's like Woo! a disco in here now. I know. That's our food food review party light. This is fantastic. <laughs> You're living the high life, gentlemen. You, you don't know this, but I have this special love a lot of love for snicker, snicker. I mean, not snickerdoodles. Sorry, gingerbread. Do you? These are ginger snaps. They're, I mean, ginger they're, they're snaps. not snap snaps, though, because huh? they're not snappy. They're they're ginger. They're ginger cookies, but ginger snap cookies. They he can still call it that. It's definitely one of the best ones that I've tasted. Yeah, it's not like you said. It's not too. Um, it's not too chewy or too crunchy. It just it holds together, but it's it, it bites nicely. Yeah, the flavor. You know, I was. It's not extremely. Sharp. It's very, no. very consistent. It's, it's very um, good. It's not overly sweet. Working at a donut factory and making thousands and thousands of donuts every day and hundreds of pounds of chocolate every day and stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I sort of have an aversion to sweet stuff now. But um, these are actually really good. I would eat these, you know. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much done with donuts. But these, <laughs> these cookies rock, man. Mm-hmm. There's a postcard in here from Kansas. Not from Wisconsin, Texas, Rue. What? <laughs> okay. So, gentlemen, this is food review. Let's assign a score between 1 and 10 to Scoodoo's ginger snaps. I'm re- trying to read this letter and make sure it's a ginger snap. Yeah, mm-hmm. ginger snaps. Okay. Cool. So, I'm giving this cookie, out of all the cookies I've had, including commercial cookies, this is probably an 8.75. I'm a hard grader, keep in mind. Okay. I'm going to give it a 9. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you there, Rue. This is a, is a good cookie. 
Delicious. It's, it's, and, and, and compared to all the, I'll say, within the ginger snap category, it's probably the best that I've had. Okay, and now I'm going to distribute the snickerdoodles. Here's review number two. Ooh. While I'm distributing it, I'm going to read part of the letter. Okay. It came in a neat little envelope holder, or letter holder. It says, hi, my name is, he said Garrett rather than Scootoo. Let us know what you want us to call you. <laughs> And I live in Derby, Kansas, not Wisconsin, Texas. <laughs> Even it says it. Very specific. I'm 17 years old, going on 18 in January. So close. I enjoy making and designing things, like my Tesla coil. And right now, I'm working wow. on a fursuit, which is a lot of work. I found out. Tesla coils and fursuits. This guy is awesome. I know, right? My mask is about halfway done. He sent us a picture, and I have a huge box of faux fur just waiting for me to use. My fursona is incomplete right now. But I know it's going to be a canine with some slight fox characteristics. His hobbies include, in italics, bringing joy on italics to people and raving. I'm trying to attend Anthrocon this year to celebrate me turning 18 and to have a great time and hopefully meet some cool new people. I was the person that sent the very confusing email last episode. <laughs> he said, um, he's, he gave us a little manifesto or a, whatever they call it, an inventory sheet um, of what's included. There's love. Aw, I can taste it. I know. He is also the very first person to get onto our studio map with his postcard. Aww. I know. Um, he says, I hope the cookies are still good by the time they get there. I think we Oh, can. they are. Yep. Um, I thought about sticking a fruit in there to balance out all that sugar, but I remember you guys got banana fried a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I send this package to say thank you for having a great and enjoyable podcast that puts a smile on my face every time I listen. Thank you. Dude, I'll see you at Anthrocon. I hope you make it, man. Hit me up if you do. I do have a few questions. It would be great to know more about you guys. I know there's a small segment on the website, but I want to know a bit more about your hobbies, favorite foods, etc. I'd also love to see pictures of you in your fursuits and out. Aww. So, you know, those are things... <laughs> I would love to sit down and just like, here's what's about us. Um, but the show honestly isn't about what Rue and I are doing. It's not? It's, it's about, about me. It's, no. it's, it's about, about <laughs> our guests. No. It's about our guests. And the thing is, though, keep but listening. But they want to know more about us. We could have an impromptu, hey, meet the cast, kind of unofficial you episode. Do episode in, like in Wisconsin, Texas? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we, um, I, I think I'd, we should. I'd love to meet you guys someday. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, keep listening to the show, though, because we do talk about our personal lives and weave it in. Um, but I'm sure we'd be happy to send you a personal reply, which you may or may not have by now. All right, guys. Okay, seriously, as a person who hates ginger and ginger stuff, those ginger snaps are just absolutely awesome. One to ten? I'd have to say nine. Yeah. Because, I mean, they are the best ginger snaps that I've had, but I haven't had them all. So, But this is really good. Thank you so much. We need you to taste test our food next time. I am right now. What do you mean next time? Taste test it like the day before so we can make sure that we don't actually... Pass away? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, thanks. Okay, so who's tried the just who's kidding. tried the snickerdoodle? I have. It's almost gone already. I need another. I have to. I can't make up my mind. <laughs> so, in the, if I recall correctly, um, he said that these disappear super fast. Like he'll make a double, triple batch, and they're gone in like 24 hours or mm -hmm. something. Yeah. So, what's good about? I haven't even tried one yet. So, you tell us about it while I eat. I like it. Um, it's very airy and fluffy as a snicker snickerdoodle should be. I'm looking at Tug's face. His mind is blown. His head is Did about to explode. Did you just say Dickersnoodle? I think I might have. I don't know. Okay. It's, uh, it's the power of this snickerdoodle. <laughs> Can't speak. And neither can Tug's. He's like clutching his jeans and like... Oh. 
Wow. You're having a religious experience over here, I think. <laughs> this is fantastic. Oh, God. They really are good. <laughs> this is a good snickerdoodle. It's not too much, but it's just right. It's sweeter than the ginger snap. Yes. But you're right. The, the airy texture is just fabulous. Rue's over there having a moment with cookies. Yeah. <laughs> he's in, in love. He's not, he's not quite in bed yet, but he, he's close. He don't need no man. He's, he's got cookies. I'm starting to get to tears. <laughs> oh my God. Are you really? He, he's got Rue. his cookies. He's walking to his bedroom right now. This is fantastic. I love cookies. Thank you so much. <laughs> he's really excited. He's not even... This is, this is really great to see. Oh, really, really good. This is something magical. I mean, can we realize what's going on here? We've got cookies I'll from with the cookie. Wisconsin, Texas. <laughs> Just for you guys, for what you're doing, you know, this is this is fantastic. This is something to be proud of that the furry fandom has brought us, you know? Mm-hmm. We would never have had anything close to this experience unless we were part of this fandom. Here sure. we are, eating right. these cookies. All right, this is Corey. great. <laughs> Corey. I'm so proud. <laughs> Review your snickerdoodle. Is it gone already? Half. Oh no! Oh, okay, I, I, th- I still have I thought it disappeared. It. I I am munching sensually. I guess. Like I a wine kind of. He's sewer. masticating for your pleasure. That's right. <laughs> so review. The snickerdoodle is good. I don't think I've ever had a snickerdoodle, so I don't know how to compare oh. it to others. It seems a bit. Crunchier. You're fired. It seems a bit crunchier, a little bit more. I guess like it falls apart a little bit more than yeah. the ginger snap. Which personally is not a favorite of mine. I like cookies to be like nice and moist mm. and kind of stick together. I never use that word ever. Moist is moist. a bad word. Moist is not a bad word. Oh, dude, it's, it's anyway. My sister says the same thing. Actually, it's crazy. So moving on. <laughs> Sorry. So the snickerdoodle was very good, but like I said, I don't think I can really compare it to anything because I, I don't think I've ever had so one. So as a cookie, how would you rate it? It's a good cookie. One it to is, ten. A five. Honestly, gotcha. like, no offense Ooh, to you. You're I just, harsh. No, I'm not. Okay, well, it's just a, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Why it's is your it a personal five? taste. Five, five is right in the middle. It's average. It's it's a very good cookie. It's not exactly what I was expecting, but it's. Scooter's never sending us cookies again. <laughs> no, please, please send us cookies. Um, it for, is a good cookie. It's not like, okay, if this was like a Nestle Toll House, like melt in your mouth cookie, okay, those are like one and twos. Okay, those are crap. Because. It, they're manufactured, but these handmade cookies are very good. It's kind of a feature of the Snickerdoodle to be like uh, airy and light and crumbly like oh, that. Is it? So you might just not like Snickerdoodles. It may not be this particular okay. one, but it may just be. All. Yeah, Snickerdoodles never really that. Yeah. Chewy. Okay. Out of all the Snickerdoodles I've had, this is probably the most dense. But it's it's amazing. So, I like it. So what's your what's your rating? So, oh gosh, um, out of all the Snickerdoodles I've had, probably ten. Perfect score. Yeah, I like it. We're giving it a ten. Okay. Before we go to Rue and his religious experience, he's, <laughs> he's can just, we extend the scale for Rue? I don't think we can stick to yeah, 10. I'm turning it up to an 11. Yeah. Um, where's the party light? It's right there. Oh, okay. It's behind the box. I'm seeing it in the window. Um, I would give the Snickerdoodle a 9.5. Nice. I, I, you know, the problem with Snickerdoodles for me is that Snickerdoodles often are like one teeny tiny cookie and five pounds of cinnamon. Yeah. Or. One big ass cookie and one grain of cinnamon, hmm. and they're either too soft or too hard. This was the best snickerdoodle ever. It's better than the ones you buy from what is it, Loft House? Yeah, yeah. It's better than the ones you get over at the store. This is probably this is the legend that he was talking about in the email. I totally believe it. Yeah, I totally can't. believe it. And everyone who is out there listening to us eat and going, "Damn you!" It's really that good. Yeah. <laughs> when I heard it, I was like, everybody always says, everybody talks about their legendary cooking. 
But no, now I understand. I, I, I thought it was BS, but I've been enlightened. All right, Rue. <laughs> How was the cookie for you? There's a fire in his eyes. It's really good. <laughs> There's a fire on his loins. <laughs> um, all I can say is this. Um, I think that if I gave you a rating, that it would just, it doesn't deserve a rating because it's that amazing. That's cool. I can dig so it. So it's a 10. No. <laughs> it's 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 so off the scale that we can't even give it a rating because it's so awesome. Wow, I'm just a jerk then. <laughs> well, Scoodoo, I just want to say thank you so much for these cookies. They are amazing and it was so I we when we get a package at our PO box, it's at the distribution center. Um we have a, a medium, they call it a medium sized box, and if it doesn't fit in there, it's like 4 by 4 and deep um they give me a key and i have to go to a locker and the lockers are about the same size a little bit bigger this was in like the bigger size locker above that not the mega locker and i pulled that out and i was like oh man and it was just so cool to open that up and just cookies waft out and And uh, my nose is like whoa it's not like just one or two cookies it's like a whole batch gallon bags yeah it's 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 so it's just awesome we really appreciate you sending that to us. You know, we just we make our little show, and we're just constantly amazed by, I think, by the generosity of the fandom. And yeah, this is a moment for me right now. Yeah, this, I might cry. <laughs> this is great. This is this is really great. So thank you. And you should be receiving some sort of thank you sometime. Yeah, we will have yeah. sent it to you by the time you're hearing this, but it won't be in your hands because the mail doesn't run on Sunday. In route. It is in route. Food review is over. I'm turning the party light off. It oh. will turn back on on our next food review. No. Yay. <laughs> the music goes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Okay, so we're coming up on the end of the show, but Aww. if you would like to join Scoodoo in the amazing cookie adventure by sending us something else, um, or just want to write in, we have contact information. For what it's worth, wouldn't exist without you, the listener. We're always trying to make it as easy as possible for you to share your thoughts, art, music, and comments about the show. Here's how to join the madness. For show topic comments, feedback, and general correspondence, send an email to cast at forwhatitsworth.com. Are you too lazy to write out a message or prefer leaving a voicemail? We totally hear you. Literally. Call 469-44-FURRY and leave us a voicemail. Long distance charges may apply, so make sure to check with your phone provider. And also, if you leave us a voicemail, we'll totally give you extra love. The show desperately wants to play your original music creation and feature your amazing talents. So send us any music or art submissions to music at forwhatitsworth.com. If you want to send us handwritten comments, chocolate, cookies, postcards for the studio map, or other fun surprises, you can write us at For What It's Worth, P.O. Box 2539-4, that's 25394, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84125. If you're writing internationally, don't forget to put United States on the address as well. To keep up on the show, you can always check our Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus pages. Our Twitter account is at For What It's Worth, and our Facebook page is at www.facebook.com slash For What It's Worth. Our Google Plus page is plus for what it's worth. If you would like to contact the hosts, Rue and Tugs, personally, they can be reached via email, rue at forwhatitsworth.com or tugs at forwhatitsworth.com. 
If you'd like to email the sound engineer, Koru, and learn all the secrets, email Koru, K-O-R-U, at forwhatitsworth.com. If you send items or correspondence for what it's worth, we'll assume that you have permission to share any media content for play on the show. Items sent to our PO box cannot be returned due to cost and safety concerns. If you wish to remain anonymous or do not want your emails or letters read on the air, just let us know in your email letter and we'll honor your request. <sighs> okay, I can say... Uh, what, you didn't understand that? No, 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 I'm not repeating. Hit that rewind button. It's there for a reason. And now, back to Ruin Tugs. That's fantastic. I think we need a little we need a little dramatic music while he's playing <laughs> like some Michael Bay and at the very end it just explodes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So if you want to get in touch with us, like Firebreath said, we are widely available and we'd love to hear from you. Please, please talk to us. Yes, please. Thank you. So coming up, we have hopefully the McRib episode is, our, is scheduled to be our next episode. Now, in all honesty, there has been no hide or hair seen of this fabulous piece of food. And we're hoping that McDonald's gets off their golden arches and releases the damn thing by the time we record. If they don't, then suddenly we have an open topic episode. But we're hoping it's McRib for media is going to join us. It will be fabulous. So what specifically that we're looking for in emails for the next episode is we're going to be, we just want you to send us, you know, open topic. Send us, I, you know, send us things that you want to hear from us. Send us questions and we'll be more than happy to answer them for you. Don't send McRibs to the P.O. Box, even though they will be oh, no, no. preserved. Ew, that'd be so I prefer them fresh. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, we also have, for what it's worth, live for FC 2013, which you heard during the break. Yep. We are tentatively, I emphasize this, tentatively scheduled for 9 p.m. Friday. We don't know which room. Uh, you have to be 18 to attend, simply because our sound engineer likes to get crazy in the sound booth. Come to the show. We will have prizes. We will have Sem J from Bad Dragon slash Whose Lion Is It Anyway? It will be so much fun. Yep. Um, what else do we have coming up? I'm going to come to FC just so I can meet you guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have our stickers. Ooh. We also have, um, for what it's worth, live at For Idaho, which we're going to be guest of honor um, there. So we'll be there. We'll be hosting a whole bunch of different panels. And um, stay tuned, and we'll tell you um, a little bit later. They're exciting. Later when? Well, we don't know. They haven't been approved yet, but we have submitted them. Okay. So. All right, cool. And it's time for special thanks. So this episode, we would like to thank... Fuzzwolf. Fat Mouse. Green Reaper. Scoodoo and the Fabulous Cookies. Here you. And Act Fur. And finally, our guest, Stout. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being this here. This was a blast. I love it. We love having you on our show. I want to do it again. If you ever need another guest, hit me up. Seriously. This is fantastic. Well, if you, guys... you can't lie to get out of it. Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you again for having us. I mean, having us, having you. Anytime. You guys can come over whenever you want. <laughs> Is that how they say it in Wisconsin, Texas? Oh, my mom's going to be pissed that you have to leave in 20 minutes. <laughs> well, we better, we we better take the house. cookies and hide yeah. them because yes. I'm not sharing with her. That's right. So. We come to your house and we invade you and force you to do a podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. <laughs> the studio has legs. We go door to door, <laughs> knocking on all these furries' doors. Oh all God. right, enough bullshit. Yes, we are church. We are at mouses. the end of the show. We were we are church mouses, and we would like to talk to you about Jesus. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank our viewers one more time. Thank you for listening to For What It's Worth. It's all about you guys. <laughs> no way is it about us, but we do, we really do appreciate you continuing to listen and sending cookies and other goodies and your emails and just listening and participating if you feel like it. We really, really love you and thank you. This has been Rue. This is Tugs. Koru. Sid Stoked. And this is For, for What It's Worth. Amen. <laughs> Wisconsin, Texas. <laughs>